Happy Friday, everybody. This is Nick, and I'm here with Vicky, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This is episode 329, and today we're going to be answering some listener questions. Before we start, we'd like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem. It's that time again, and we're talking listener questions, questions from you, and so I'm going to kick it off with a listener question. It says, hey, dear Mousecapades podcast, I'm heading to Orlando on a business trip in September. I have only one day that I will not have meetings, and I was thinking about visiting a Disney park on that day. If you only had time to visit one park, which one would you visit? Also, tell me which rides you would get fast passes on and where you would like to eat. I'll be by myself, so please take that into consideration. Thank you. Parker from Virginia. Where would I go? I wanted to wait and see what you go. Actually, I know where you would go. You know where I'm going to go. I'm I'm heading over to Magic Kingdom. To the MK. One day. Yep, I'm heading over to the Kingdom. If I only had one day, that is a classic part. Can't go wrong. Well, I was going to tell him that he needed to get a one-day hopper pass. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe do a four-park challenge? Well, I don't know how daring Parker is. I don't know him personally, but uh, I... Yeah, I think it would be fun to see if you wanted to try to do that challenge. I actually saw somebody that uh, this past week that just did that. Uh, Sadly, she lost her mother to cancer and they were supposed to go on a trip. uh, I think it was in May. That was like a dream of her and her mother's. They had always gone to Disney together since the the lady was a small child and it was for her 40th birthday. They were going to do the four park challenge. And so she did it, took a picture of her mom and went to every park, rode the rides and then had a cast member take a picture of her. So that's totally feasible. But if you, you're not up for that challenge, Parker, if you're wanting to get the most for your day or to see as many things or do as many Disney experiences, then Nick's probably right. Magic Kingdom would be your best bet. Uh, If you like Hollywood studios, if you like movies, that would be the one you'd want to go to. If you like Hollywood studios, Epcot is more for uh, a relaxing vacation. Now you'll be there in September, so the Food and Wine Festival will have started. So that would be something to consider as far as Epcot goes. Yeah, Epcot and I would also say Animal Kingdom, very uh, cultural-esque. You're going to get into various cultures. That's kind of neat. I love that. I love digging deep into that, learning about various cultures and entertaining myself with their foods and things like that. But 
I don't think you can go wrong with classic Disney. Right. And, and going what, back yeah. over to the Magic Kingdom, enjoying your time, relaxing, and really getting a feel of what Disney's all about. And, and for me, I mean, there's an argument for every single park, but sure. classic Disney, fantasy, and fantasy land, and all that good stuff. Adventureland, right there at the Magic Kingdom. I would go to Magic Kingdom. That's my personal opinion. That's where I'm going to get the most uh, satisfaction. And as far as eating, I think you asked in that question, where would you eat? And for Nick, every time if possible. Yeah. So if you can make a reservation at the Be Our Guest restaurant, that is exactly where I would for lunch. go. That's exactly, yeah, for lunch. That's exactly where I'd go. But you have some other choices as well and some really good places that I, my opinion, Pecos Bill, Columbia Harbor House. Pinocchio House. Pinocchio House Village. Yeah, those are all good quick service places. And But I mean, if you're wanting to sit down and have a, an actual meal, I mean, I know you're by yourself, so it's probably not going to be your thing. Tony's Restaurant in Town Square. That's a great place. Maybe get some dinner over there. But honestly, I'd be doing quick services if I was just by myself, relaxing, walking around the park. You're not going to have a schedule. Enjoy some rides. I, try and... Um, get fast passes to what? Right. Well, you know, you're going to want to... If you only have one day, this is how I would do it. I, w- I would plan my park land by land. I would not find myself jumping across lands. Because you only have one day and you want to get as much in as you can. It doesn't mean you have to go to each ride in each land, but just experience the attractions as well. Now, if you just want to do a lovely stroll around the park, hey, man, there are people out there that do that. They walk around the lands and just keep walking, you know, until something catches their eye and they sit down. But Magic Kingdom, be our guest restaurant. Boosh. There you go. Vicky. So I would agree, especially if you're trying to engulf yourself in Disney and you just have the one day and you don't want to do the four park challenge or even more than one park in that day. I would start by getting there at rope drop because that's going to be the most effective. You want to get everything that you can in and you can get many rides in. Nick and I both have done this when the park opened. You can start in one section. Nick says he starts in Adventureland. I am not, I've never been allowed. It's always been roped off when we're there. And I think maybe it's just a Christmas Day thing. I don't know. But it, you can ask my daughter. It is roped off. You have to go through Tomorrowland even to get to Fantasyland. I've been there multiple times throughout the year and I'm telling you. Adventureland is not roped off. Well, you're not there at Christmas. Right. She's my witness. It happens every year. There's a big rope across Adventureland and uh, Fantasyland. I mean, uh, not Fantasyland, uh, Frontierland. You can't get across. They they shoo you over to the right-hand side of the park. It, It must be just a Christmas deal. I've never seen that. So they open sections at a time and they start with Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, but they don't even let you go uh, behind the castle. You have to go to the right. Well, he's going to be in there in September. Right. So you won't have to worry about that. So you can go whatever direction you want, but start there and ride some of the most popular rides. You should be able to walk on Space Mountain at that point if you go early in the morning. So defeat all the mountains. We're talking Space, Splash, and Thunder. Right. Got to get on all all three mountains, conquer them. Uh, Pirates, Jungle Cruise. Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, Seven Dwarfs. Just to name a few. So That's what I would master. And I agree with Conquer. Nick on the food. Uh, I have not eaten lunch at Beer Guest. I've done breakfast, but it's good. So uh, that would keep you busy all day. You could be busy there till 10 or 12 o'clock, depending upon when they close that night. So I hope that you will report back to us, Parker, and let us know how your trip was and what you decided. Um, don't let us be, you know, look at the parks and see what works best for you. But if you want to be engulfed in Walt, Magic Kingdom is your best bet. Listener question number two. Nick and Vicky, I'm traveling to Disney World next February with my mom, 75, and her sister, 72. They both have medical conditions that would keep them off most intense rides, but they would like to visit the parks. 
Do you think it's worth the money for them to go to the parks? If so, can you tell us experiences, rides that someone with a medical condition can experience in each park? They have never been there before, and I'd like them to have the most magical experience possible. Thanks so much in advance. Tanya from Talking Rock, Georgia. Georgia, your homeland. You drove, yeah, whatever. God's You drove through Talking Rock on your way to Disney World, whether you really... I did. I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear the rocks talking to you? No, but I did pass by the singing bush. You have to... (laughs) You have to stop to hear the rocks talk. Tanya, there are many things that your mom and aunt should be able to do that would make visiting the Disney Disney World well worth it and magical for them. For instance, in Magic Kingdom, there are parades. There's not tons of them, but there are parades throughout the day. You could check the times. That would definitely be something that would not be too intense for them to take part in. There are stage shows, uh, Master's Laugh Floor. Carousel of Progress, one of my favorites. Uh, Nick and I have done a history program on that if you want to hear more about it or you can watch a YouTube video if you've never been there. People Mover, my husband's favorite ride of all time. Under the Sea Adventures with Ariel. Mickey's Magic, which is a 4D experience they give you, or 3D experience they give you glasses to wear in there. That's just a sitting and doing like a 20-minute show. It's a Small World, which is, of course, famous and will live in your mind for the whole time you're at Disney World. If you heard Nick a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, Colin and him going through the park singing it as loud as they could for everybody to hear. The Haunted Mansion, the Liberty Bell Steamboat, the Country Bears Jubilee, the Tiki Room, the Jungle Cruise, and Pirates of the Caribbean. There's characters to visit. Get your pictures taken with. Those are a lot of them are in air-conditioned areas. You can get autographs. If they've never been there before, they might want to get an autograph and make an autograph book. And then, of course, the Happily Ever After Nighttime show would be phenomenal for them to watch. So the first part comes to mind for me is Epcot. You know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, at that age, older generation, slower ride, just like you're talking about, and, and, and slower attractions. Spaceship Earth, you know, living with the land over there, one of my favorite rides over, over in the land pavilion. Nemo sees, uh, Sea Adventure. We have the character spot, which kind of is that uh, breezeway, that causeway that goes right through there, connecting, living with the land. Figment, uh, as cheesy as that is, it's, uh, you know, foam board and cardboard and... and Air conditioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of neon paint. Uh, they have the Pixar shorts over there as well that you can enjoy. Character... Well, I don't know if they're going to want to do character signings. Um, if it's their first time being at Disney, they might. Oh, definitely the, the American Adventure Experience. Uh, I think they really like that one. Let's see here. Movie in France. Um, and just walking around the showcase, the world showcase, indulging yourself in the treats and the culture of every pavilion. I really think they'd really enjoy that. And the nighttime show over there. Oh, I don't want to forget the Three Caballeros as well. The Grand Fiesta Tour. That's uh, always a uh, stopping point for my family and I. Because when they go, it will... I didn't mention this in the news because we ran out of time, but the new voice over attraction for that ride will be voiced by Don Cheadle. And so they can see the new version of the Grand Fiesta Tour that they're adding on. Uh, and if you wanted to go to Hollywood Studios, for me, if you had to cut a park, that would probably be the park that I would cut for um, older. But if you're trying to hit all the parks, I totally get it. So uh, if your mom and your aunt, or you even, are Star Wars fans, Nick's going to tell you to go meet the Star Wars characters. He likes to do that. There are street shows. You need to check your uh, map when you first get there to find out when those times are because I don't know those off my head and they change all the time. Beauty and the Beast stage show is amazing. I would definitely recommend that you'd go to that. The Little Mermaid stage show is awesome. It used to be called One Man's Dream, but they renamed it, Nick, and for the life of me, I could not remember what the name of it is. 
it's like Walt Disney Presents or something is what it's called now because it's not just one man's dream because they've also put in the previews for new movies and stuff. The, I, the sign said one man's dream when I walked by it. Oh, also, it too, I have summer. a picture of it from at Christmas. And it, Wait a minute. Yeah. Was it something different? Yeah. I could have sworn it said One Man's Dream. No, it's like Walt Disney Presents, and then it'll say One Man's Dream, okay. and then Maybe that's all the I character saw. Groot from Guardian of the Galaxy, whatever's going on at that time. Right. They felt like they needed to give it a super scene thing because it's not just One Man's Dream. They didn't want to be deceptive to people passing by. Uh, the Indiana Jones show, if you're an Indiana Jones fan, there's Frozen sing-along, and even if you don't love Frozen so much, you can... Uh, go in there and they have the words by the bottom of the screen you can sing along with the characters it's actually very humorous especially a couple of the characters are I know that there's like two favorite people that play the man and the woman in that show they're just extra humorous and you can go on YouTube and see them and check out if they're going to be there you could probably ask the cast members when you're going in do you know if this person and this person are going to be there it's always good no matter what so don't hear what I'm not saying but they add a little humor to it Muppets 3D. You can live some old school and see some Muppet 3D. There are several character spots throughout the park. You just have to check the schedule to see where they are. And then at night, they have the Star Wars nighttime show, and they also have the Fantasmic nighttime show. Both are amazing and I think would be wonderful for you to see with your aunt and your mom. So if you want to go to Animal Kingdom, uh, it probably won't be as hot in February, so it probably would be a really great time to go. And you might actually get to see more animals on the Kilimanjaro safaris. It's a Jeep experience. I'm pretty sure that you just climb on that. There shouldn't be, unless you have severe health issues, you should be able to ride on that and handle it. It's not a rough ride. I mean, it's kind of bumpy, but it's not dangerous in my opinion. Uh, Also near there is the Festival of the Lion King show. It is like an abbreviated version of what you see on Broadway. There's street shows in Africa, Rafiki's Planet Watch. They have a new Up with the Birds experience. Finding Nemo, the musical show, is amazing. Then there's tons of trails that you can go and see animals all throughout Animal Kingdom. I'm not going to list all of those because it could take forever. Then Pandora's Navi River Ride would be probably the only ride in Pandora that I would encourage you to ride if you have somebody that has health issues. Because we know from Nick, the Flight of Passage is very, even though you're on a on a uh, like, like a motorcycle kind of type thing you're on 3D and you're moving and so I'm not sure that that's safe for somebody with health issues. A Bug's Life show is always a good one and then they have a nighttime show now called Rivers of Light and it is pretty amazing so I think that you would enjoy that. I would encourage you Tanya to take your mom and your aunt to these maybe look at some YouTube videos of this stuff before you go and then you guys can have an awesome magical time. So our next question comes from Tim, Clarksville, Tennessee. Hey, Mousecapades friends. We are traveling to Disney World in March of 2019. Our daughter, Reese, is going to be turning seven. It's her seventh birthday. What would be the most magical place to celebrate her birthday meal? We are open to suggestions because this will be our first trip to Orlando. Feel free to give us as many ideas as you have. We may just try them all, anxiously waiting to hear your thoughts. I don't know. Did you catch the pun in that, Nick? I thought it was hilarious how he typed the word here in his question. Ear? Yeah, you know, ear, Mickey. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was that. I thought it was pretty comical. I thought maybe he just accidentally hit the all caps button at that time. and. Well, no, because then the H probably would have been. No, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because ear, Mickey. That is funny. I thought it was a pun that on purpose. Funny. Well, Tim, here's what I'm su- going to suggest right off the bat. So it's your daughter's seventh birthday. I'm going to suggest some fine dining with a Disney princess inside Cinderella's castle. 
It's a one-of-a-kind Disney experience, Vicky, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. It is an amazing place where your daughter will feel like a princess. She will be treated as such. You're eating inside the castle, which is amazing. What other seven-year-old can go back in your town and say, hey, I ate in Cinderella's castle as a princess? Absolutely. I would think that's a good one, too. But I do want to offer some more suggestions since you said that you might want more for your trip. I'm going to also suggest that you get on a boat right outside Magic Kingdom and take it over to Polynesian Resort to one of Nick and my favorite restaurants that we like over the Polynesian, and that is Ohana. Now, there are no princesses there. However, there are Disney characters, and the most important guy himself is there, Mickey. And he's there with Pluto and Lilo and Stitch. That would be an awesome choice for you to take your then seven-year-old to celebrate her birthday week at Disney World. I'm assuming you're going to be there week. I apologize, Tim. I don't know how long you're going to be there, but it is her seventh birthday. Why not celebrate for seven whole days for her seventh birthday? Do you have another place? Yeah, I do. Acres Haas Royal Banquet Hall. I always know I jack that one up, but that's over there in Epcot in Norway, and that is princess dining as well, and you can't go wrong there. I think Reese being seven years old, she's in that you know, princess. I mean, that's you're seven, man. That's really when you're really into Disney. Unless you're a boy. Really into, well, Kyle's really into Disney at seven. No, I mean, he doesn't care if he has princess pictures. So, I mean, but being, being her, being a girl, I think she's going to be into princesses. I could be completely wrong, Tim, but I'm, I I know probably she is, right? No, I think. So take her over there. That's all princess dining. And if you need help, contact us. We'll help you out with that. I totally agree with that. Another one, Nick, is at the Grand Floridian, the 1900 Fair. They have not so much princesses again, but character dining is awesome when it's your birthday because the cast members do a great job of really making you feel special on your birthday. Uh, if you if you're a longtime listener, Tim, you may have heard about the time that we took my friend's daughter when she turned 18. They made an 18 year old feel amazing. So if they can make an 18 year old feel amazing, imagine what they'll do for a seven year old. So this is what, I mean, this is personally what I do. If I had a seven-year-old daughter, and I've always wanted a daughter, you know that, I would take her to, Tim, this is what you need to do. Set up an appointment with the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Have her wear her finest Disney uh, princess dress, or just a princess dress in general, with a TR maybe. Go go take her over to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and doll her up and make her look like a princess. Um, not that she isn't already, but just, uh, right. you know, play dress up. And take her either to Cinderella's Royal Table or Edgar's House, you know. And I can't believe that you've not mentioned... What's that? Your favorite resort as a birthday choice. As, as a, for the birthday week while she's I am at drawing Disney a World. blank. Talking, your favorite place at Magic Kingdom and you've not said it. My favorite place... You're talking about Be Our Guest? Yes. Oh, but see, I'm thinking seven-year-old birthday all about her. It's princess time. So I was gearing all my thoughts towards... No, and I agree, but it said give other choices, and I I thought for sure you would throw that one in because it's your... I'm only going to suggest two because it's her seventh birthday, princess, it's all about her, go celebrate it, treat her as a princess, take her her to Cinderella's Royal Table or Icarus Haas over in uh, Norway. I would would encourage you, though, to take to, to character dining experiences because they just add to the birthday fun, and I think that they make... The birthday princess or prince, whatever you you have that you're taking there. In your case, be able to, she'll be able to uh, dance with the prince. You know, yeah, Charming will be there and he'll be able to dance with her. So for him, sorry, and then report back to us because we'd love to hear how that turned out and if she was excited when you got there. All right, 
What's our next question, Vic? Hey, Vic. Yeah, excuse me. Hey, Nick and Vicky. We booked our Disney vacation before we actually had our airline tickets booked. I didn't see. I don't see online how I can add that to my existing reservation. Can you help? Also, we want to take advantage of the Magic Express too. How do I add that after I've already booked? Thanks for your help, Geraldine Greenville, North Carolina. Well, Geraldine, you're in luck because this is me. I a lot of times book my Disney vacation before I book my airline tickets because of the free dining. A lot of times the free dining comes out in April and you can't book a flight in December because we typically go at Christmas. So I have to wait until they're available or a sale is available because I don't want to pay an arm and a leg to get to Disney World because I'm already paying for my Disney magical experience. So once you've done that, you're right. You cannot do that on your My Disney Experience on the computer or on your app. You just call one of the Disney representatives and they will graciously help you and they will add that and they will also add the Magical Express as well. Also, if you happen to forget to add the Memory Maker, which is the photo pass, they can help you with that online as well when you're on the phone call. I would encourage you to do that. If you've been there at all, you know how much it is to buy a single picture and the photo pass pictures are amazing. Plus they give you extra pictures of the parks. So you could go ahead and have them add that too. I know you'll have a magical experience. Those cast members on the phone are always very, very helpful. They're always wanting to make your experience with them the best that they can. So just call them up today and tell them what your airline flight information is and that you want to ride the magical express and they will hook you up. Awesome. Um, don't forget, you can always book through us too, and we will yes. make sure that it's all tethered and tied together at the time of the booking. I always, though, so I always book my airline tickets before I book my Disney vacation. I want to make sure that I actually have those airline tickets in hand, you know, per se. So I'll look uh, through the website and ensure that they have a resort available for the dates that I want to go. And, and once I see that they do, then I, I book that flight right away, and I'll have two separate windows up. I booked that flight right away, and then I swap over to the next window. I'm kind of weird like that. That's just me. I want to make sure I have that flight down there first. Because if it doesn't happen, and you've already booked your Disney vacation, you know. Then you drive. Then That or you're searching other uh, flights. Right. And then it could be more expensive at that point, you know. Because I'm always well, looking for the cheaper flight. But when I book... You, did you hear me say that? When What's we up? When we do free dining... There's never flights up for December yet. Right. It's too so far out. So I don't have... Yeah, it's too far out. So Remember the good old days when you could book a trip out? I yeah, why trip, is it you can't do a that? flight a year in advance. Why can't you Over a year in advance. It's crazy. I don't understand. Yeah, all the airlines stopped doing that a little while ago and, and blows my mind away. I don't get it. Because totally it was always cheaper too. Like the further out you would book a flight, the cheaper it was. Right. Know? Exactly. Anyway. So let's see here. Let's go to question five. Here says, hey, Milescapades podcast. We are going to Walt Disney World in October. We noticed that the day we are planning to go to the Magic Kingdom is also a Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party evening. We really want to see the fireworks. We heard there are places that we can go and see the fireworks and even hear the music. Can you help us? This comes from Aaron from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Like Dicka. Chicago. Oh, sorry. All right. So... Let's see here. Going to Disney World, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween just happens to be on one of the nights that they're planning to go out there. This is what I would suggest. Save the Magic Kingdom day for that night at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. Pay that extra $80, $100 to go to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. Go to another park throughout that day. Head over to Magic Kingdom. Hit up that party and indulge yourself in all the cool festivities. The Booty Parade, 
the cool meet and greets, the trick or treat stanchions that they have all over the place, the Sanderson sisters, all that cool stuff. And, and, and you'll be able to stay at the parks until about 2 a.m. If you do not want to do the ticketed event because you just don't have the extra cash, totally get that. Have been there before. You can go to the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian Resort and see the fireworks. And Disney actually pumps the music over to the resort. And I heard it's amazing. I actually not watched it from there, Nick. I don't know if you have. I uh, Our friend Heidi, that's the DVC member, she actually stayed at the Polynesian when she was there this summer. And she said she watched the show and listened to the music from her veranda that was off of her room. There's also a spot there at the Contemporary if you go up one level. I think there are like two seats that they put out there on the overhang. It's really cool. It's like a, a bench seat. And you it's right underneath. Here's the thing. Here's the kicker. It's not over the lagoon. And it's right under where the monorail goes into the Contemporary. Oh. So you're going to hear that going right above you. But... So I'm going to check this out in October, actually. Okay. This spot. I saw it on YouTube. It was a YouTuber that goes to Disney quite often and didn't even know that these benches were set up right there. And so I'm going to go check those out and see how packed it gets and kind of watch the show from that perspective. Now, you're not going to get the cool lagoon reflective, the fireworks reflecting over the lagoon and stuff like that. Right. But uh, check it out and see how it is. You're absolutely right, though, Vicky. There are other places outside of the parks that you can watch the fireworks as well and even if you're inside the park and you don't have a great view it's too busy on main street for you go to the back of the park and watch it in the back of the park there's really no bad view and like you said the music is pumped everywhere and you can hear the music the other thing is you could have a reservation to the california grill atop the contemporary restaurant i thought that or the contemporary okay. resort which is where i thought nick was going but he told me about another secret spot that he's going to check out for us and part of the perk of eating at that restaurant is you get to go out on the roof and watch the fireworks and they pump the music in there as well. So there are several ways for you to do that. Uh, depending on where you are, if you're too far away, they may not have the music pumped, but you should be still be able to have the magical firework experience. All right. So be sure to listen to Monday's show as we investigate and comment more about that YouTuber. I'm not going to mention his name yet. We'll say that guy that gets into Disney World, Disneyland for free. Yes, you heard me. He gets into these places for free and he brags about it. I don't know how this guy hasn't been caught. I've been watching a lot of clips on his YouTube channel and this guy gets everything for free. He sneaks into flights. He sneaks into ball games. He snuck into Disney World, Disneyland. I don't know how he's doing a Vicky. I don't know how he doesn't get caught and get arrested, but he's posting this stuff on YouTube, slapping everyone in the face. We're going to try to work it out where we're going to plug uh, the video feed through our mixer and actually comment on it while it's playing. We're going to try that right. editing and splicing it in. So I hope we can get it to work. Keep your fingers crossed, listeners. So listen to that and much more on Monday's show of the Mousecapades podcast. Hey, if you're interested, have a question, comment, or want to be on the next show, simply text us at 407-674-0414 or email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in booking your next Disney vacation with us and you want that free quote, it is free. Don't worry about it. Text us 407-674-0414 or contact us, travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have Have a a magical magical day, day, my my friends. friends. 
You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.